the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And happy you. Hi, this is Scott Black, host of Like It Matters Radio. Heard weekday mornings at 9 on Wellness Radio, KDIZ, Golden Valley, Twin Cities Wellness Radio. With SRN News, I'm Wally Hines in Washington. President Trump says he's got faith that the Senate will do its job in resolving the controversy surrounding Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh. I would let the senators take their course. Let the senators do it. They're doing a very good job. They've given tremendous amounts of time. They've already postponed a major hearing. And really, they're hurting somebody's life very badly. The president spoke to reporters before departing for North Carolina to survey the damage caused by Hurricane Florence. The woman accusing Kavanaugh of sexually assaulting her decades ago wants the FBI to investigate before she testifies on Capitol Hill. As we said, the president does head to North Carolina today for a first-hand look at hurricane damage. Meanwhile, the death toll from the storms has climbed a bit after two mental health patients drowned when a sheriff's van they were being transported in was swept away by floodwaters in South Carolina. This is SRN News. These are the official rules for all contests on Salem Media Group and Common Ground Broadcasting Radio Stations in the Twin Cities. Collectively, Salem TC. From time to time, Salem TC will conduct contests. No purchase necessary to enter or win. If for any reason a prize is not available, a substitute prize may be offered. Winners will be limited to one prize every 30 days. Winners of a major prize will be limited to one every 365 days. A major prize is any prize with a value of more than $1,000. Participants and winners must be U.S. residents, and winner is responsible for any and all taxes. For a list of full contest rules, see this station's website for details. Now, rain is with us for another day or two. We update your forecast now from the Eagle Wellness Studios before we launch into Like It Matters Radio. Showers, some scattered thunderstorms today with a high near 70. Some heavy rain possible still tonight with a low near 62. For tomorrow, yep, you guessed it, showers, thunderstorms could produce some heavy rain as well with a high around 73. does start to clear out Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Partly cloudy and temperatures climbing to around 70. Classroom football success from high school to Penn State to the NFL. I'm John Urschel, guard for the Baltimore Ravens, and I have a master's in mathematics. Math has taught me to think logically, helping me excel on and off the field. But unlike football, math doesn't require special talent. The thing is, most kids aren't taught math in a way that makes sense to them. This is why I've partnered with Mathnasium Learning Centers. This is Bobby Tarnowski. Build skills, build confidence at one of my Mathnasium centers. Call today, 763-269-6969. Step into Chet's shoes in Columbia Heights for work, hiking, hunting footwear, and more. Check out our expanded line of women's work boots and our selection of New Balance shoes. Ready to ride this season? Be sure to check out our Harley-Davidson motorcycle boots. Don't forget, Chet's carries other essentials such as socks and inserts. Let us help you find the right footwear and the right size. Stop in to see us in Columbia Heights and visit us at chetshoes.com. Remember, if the shoe fits, you've been to Chet's. Hello, I'm Mark Stoneman, president of WNAV Audiovisual. WNAV Audiovisual provides equipment and technicians for events of all sizes, from a handful of people to large ballrooms and convention centers as well. We also provide installation services for churches, schools, and corporations. No matter how many people are at your event, WNAV has the technicians and expertise along with the equipment to make each event successful. Audiovisual services include equipment such as sound systems, microphones, projection systems with screens, laptops, draping, lighting, and all the related equipment, and also web streaming services, so your meeting can go beyond the four walls of your space. WNAV Audiovisual, where your meeting is our business. Please contact us at wnav-video.com. 
Hi, this is Matthew with the Kingdom Builders. I don't have one thing in my life that I can boast about. Every single thing that is good is a direct result of Christ's salvation in my life. Matthew uh, is one that you might be talking to if you call our number. He's my son-in-law. We've established a great relationship over the past few years, and we pray that that might continue as he serves in the capacity of, of running the office. Well, when someone calls, usually I just try to see what their needs are and whether it's estimating for gutters or a roof or a repair if the roof is leaking. My focus is just always on trying to honor God in how I interact with people. You know, I just try not to add anything or subtract anything from what the Lord would have us do. I'm really excited to be fielding your calls today and talking to you about the needs you might have on your roof or gutters. For a free and obviously no obligation estimate, contact us by phone at 612-900-9166 or look us up online at thekingdombuilders.net. The following program was pre-recorded and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? If you want to be inspired, get help in becoming all you can be, the time is now for Like It Matters Radio with your host, Mr. Scott V. Black. It's a great day to be alive. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And today on Like It Matters Radio, we're going to approach the subject of curious or confused. You know, these are really confusing times. You know, I started looking at those two words, curious and confused, and they're very, 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 very similar if you think about it. And so today I want to talk about the difference between the two because as a leader, We need to know about both of these words because we want people around us to be curious. We want them to know how they can do better. We want them to desire how they can be a better part of the team, uh, how they can help the company meet the mission, or, or how they can be a part of the bigger picture. But yet there's so much confusion out there. Uh, And if you think about both words, confusion and curiosity, You know, it's just interesting because there's a lot of similarities there. And I truly believe that confusion used the proper way uh, can be one of the greatest ways to learning. Because if people use it properly, confusion can be a state of learning. But confusion can also shut people down. And so used properly, I think confusion is curiosity. But there's a big difference. They're similar, but there's a big difference. And so what I want to share with you is uh, something from The Elephant's Child, uh, a book by Rudyard Kipling. It says, I keep six honest serving men. They taught me all I knew. Their names are what and why and when and how and where and who. I send them over land and sea. I send them east and west. But after they have worked for me, I give them all a rest. I let them rest from nine till five, for I am busy then, as well as breakfast, lunch, and tea, for they are hungry men. But different folk have different views. I know a person small. She keeps ten million serving men who get no rest at all. She sends them abroad on her own affairs from the second she opens her eyes. One million hows, two million wares, and seven million whys. You know, ladies and gentlemen, such a great question. We These times that we live in, confusing. I mean, think about it, uh, this Me Too movement. You know, how I, I, I'm still confused as a man how this Me Too movement uh, meshes with the Kendall, you know, what is it, Jenner? Kendall Jenner and Free the Nipple movement. How does the Me Too movement um, correspond with uh, Madonna and Beyonce? Uh, to where they shake their butts around half naked and uh, sexually exploit themselves out there to, for their music. How does that work with the Me Too movement, where we're not supposed to look at women as sexual objects, and yet uh, if you turn on MTV and watch any music videos, that's all you see, whether you're talking about hip-hop or whatever, is that women as sexual objects. So you know, there's a lot of confusion out there. There's a lot of confusion about men, men not being important anymore. Uh, than if you're a white man, not to be involved. 
And this is a political, this is cultural. Our family lives in this. Don't you see the confusion out there? People don't know how to act. They don't know how to respond. And if we're a leader, our job is to inspire people, to lead people. And I'm going to say we, we should lead people a curiosity, a desire to want more, a desire to grow more. But there's so much confusion out there. And why does that matter? Because of how we're made. We are made in a unique way. And we are natural-born procrastinators. you got to get this. We are natural-born procrastinators. When I was younger, uh, I was a single dad for, for many years. I basically raised my daughter Faith on my own and, and, and did Christian majority on my own, although I had a little bit of help along the way. And uh, I was always on the go. And so we were getting ready to run out the door, and I got Faith ready, and I'm ready, and uh, uh, Christian has no shoes on. And so I'd go, Christian, where are your shoes at? And parents, what do you think he'd say to me? Right. He'd say, I don't know. And then knowing what I know about the, the brain, I would just reframe the question. And I would say, well, if you did know, where would they be? And then he'd say, by my bed. And I'd say, great, go get them. And he'd say, okay. See, what Christian was saying is what a lot of us say. Listen, uh, I'd rather not deal with it. I'd rather you deal with it. You know, in, in this radio show is inspiration, education, application. And I got a friend of mine who uh, wanted to be on my board of directors and all that, but doesn't want me to talk about politics, doesn't want me to do this. Well, you know, there's a lot of people out there that don't want me to talk about God either. Uh, but I can't deny my Lord. And so some of you get turned off by that. But, you know, when I open my mouth and I talk for a long period of time, Scripture is going to come out of me. Why? Because I put a lot of Scripture into me, right? You can tell a man's religion in time of despair. When you squeeze somebody, the only thing that comes out of them is what's in them. And so I'm not going to talk about politics. I don't talk about politics on this show, but I do talk about culture. Culture is a series of repeated events, a series of repeated events, uh, things that become normal, become acceptable. And there's a lot of confusion out there. You know, we're supposed to live in a country where we have freedom uh, to express our views, and we have a voting system where we can vote for whoever we want. And one of the great things about America is the transition of power. We always transition power. Uh, even during the debates, if you remember, uh, one candidate asked the other candidate, hey, would you honor the results of the election even if they don't turn out the way you want? And this other candidate, male candidate, wouldn't answer. He said, I don't know. And there was an uproar, uproar. And now that candidate actually won and the other candidate lost, and yet the other candidate will not accept or her people who voted for her will accept the outcome of the election. That's just confusing to people. I thought elections have consequences. I thought that we have a, a normal transition. I thought that we're all supposed to accept the outcome of the election. But if it didn't turn out how a group of people wanted, the louder, more vicious, more, as to use their words, quote, nasty ones want, then um, everything changes. Don't you see how things can be confusing? Why does it matter? Because leaders, leadership is a loop. It's permission, it's example, it's culture. See, we give people permission through our actions. See, by me acting the way I act, it gives people who follow me the same permission. Unless we live in a home like I grew up in. I grew up in a home where I was told, you do as I say, not as I do. A home of hypocrites. And let's be honest, we're all hypocrites to a degree. And my goal in life is to be a little bit less of a hypocrite today than I was yesterday. A little bit less of a hypocrite tomorrow than I am today. And so today on Like It Matters, we're not going to talk about politics, but we are going to talk about curious or confused because there's a lot of confused people out there. We got a lot of people that are condoning their own hatred while condemning everybody else's. Now we got a big part of the country in this resistance where, where they hate the haters. And their hate condones them burning down houses, attacking people in public places at dinner, destroying them, punching them if they wear a hat they don't like. Uh, calling them less than human beings, dehumanizing them because they voted differently. And yet we're supposed to love each other. We're supposed to honor our neighbor. Don't you see how things are very confusing today? And so confused is an adjective. It's unable to think clearly or understand. It's disoriented. It's chaotic. It's jumbled. It's muddled. It's making no sense. It's illogical. To perplex or bewilder. 
to make unclear or indistinct, to fail to distinguish between, associate by mistake. But curious is a little bit different. It's inquisitive. It's tending to ask questions, investigate or explore, kind of like what I'm doing right now. It's unusual. It's odd. It's out of the ordinary. It's bizarre. It's eager to learn or know. It's inquisitive. It's prying, meddlesome. It's arousing or exciting speculation, interest or attention through being inexplicable or highly unusual. Don't you get why some of you listen to my radio show? Because I'm a little bit curious, aren't I? (laughs) So today, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be honest. We're going to be honest. And we're posing the question, curious or confused? Because I'll tell you what, if you look at the country that we live in, in America, I'm just talking about America, and the way we have international listeners, man, it's confusing out there. But I want us to get curious about being better. So my name is Mr. Black. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. We'll be back in three minutes. I've been to training put on by Tony Robbins and Ziggler. I've been to training put on by Tony Robbins and Zig Ziglar. But I've never walked away with a growth experience like I did with the Leadership Awakening. Are you stuck in a rut? Have you leveled life's undulating line and flatlined your hopes and dreams? The time is now to attend Leadership Awakening with Mr. Black. Not since my Ranger training in the U.S. Army have I been pushed to see and feel the abilities I have to live life to the fullest. During this three-day life boot camp, you will clean up your thinking and restart your heart, helping you have the passion and enthusiasm your life's been missing. My heart was spiritually mended. I'm excited about living my life life like it matters. By far the best 46 hours I've ever spent. Graduates leave Leadership Awakening refocused with the biggest feeling of self-confidence and a renewed passion and enthusiasm for their business and their personal lives. Call now and commit to giving and getting more from life. 817-502-1554 or email me at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. My dad says I'm his pride and joy. My mommy says I was her big surprise. My mom says I'm her best helper. I'm adopted. My dad says I was a gift. That's right, kids. Each of you are a miracle and a blessing from God. Hello, my name is Angie. I work with Pro-Life Across America. The Billboard People. If you know someone who is pregnant and in need of confidential counseling, including alternatives to abortion or post-abortion assistance, please call Pro-Life Across America at 1-800-366-7773 or check us out online at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is educational, non-political, Political and tax deductible. Please help support our life saving outreach. A baby child is being 18 days from conception. If listening to Mr. Black on Like It Matters Radio is not enough, if you need more of him, here's one option for your Mr. Black fix. Like It Matters Way of Warrior is his daily blog that can be delivered directly to you. Each day, he chooses a word from the Book of Wisdom and expands and illuminates the scripture to allow for application. Go to wayofwarrior.blog, click the follow button, and join the daily blog. For more of Mr. Black, go to wayofwarrior.blog. That's wayofwarrior.blog. Raise the bar with Mr. Black. In addition to Like It Matters Radio, Mr. Black is available for life caddy work. One-on-one coaching to help you achieve your dreams. Need a keynote speaker? Mr. Black will personalize a message for your audience. He also provides customized training for your business or organization. And of course, who can forget Like It Matters Leadership Awakening Training, where thousands of lives have been transformed. All at likeitmatters.net. Raise the bar with Mr. Black at likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, Mr. Black. And today, we're broaching a a difficult situation. I'm calling the show Curious or Confused. Because, you know, um, there's a lot of confusion out there. People don't know who they're supposed to be, how they're supposed to act. And so, you know, we get real on this show. Some of you might not like that. You don't have to listen. But, you know, it, it needs to be addressed because, you know, there's the Jesus said that the, the truth will set you free. Uh, but I think it was Charles Garfield, James Garfield, said at first it's going to make you miserable. And you got to realize that we're, we're all teachers. 
We're all teaching people through our actions. We're all teaching people through our words, whether we're a manager or a leader, whether we stay at home. You know, because leadership is a loop. It's like flexing your pecs. It's permission. It's example. Uh, it's culture. You know, uh, we give people permission through our actions of how we're supposed to act. And yet so many times we're, we're a bunch of hypocrites. So we got a, we got a country full of hypocrites. we got people preaching one thing. And then doing another. That's why it's so confusing. If you watch the news, it's really, really confusing. You have half this group of the country out there in this thing called resistance, where they're hating, where if you didn't vote the way they did, uh, they hate you. You're less than human. You're deplorable. You're despicable. You have no right to live. You have no right to have a job. You have no right to eat in public in peace. And man, some of you good people are out there as part of that thing. What are you doing? It's so confusing. We, we use hate as a reason to hate people. So because some guy you think he's a real, real hateful person, you're going to hate. And to quote one of the speakers of the resistance, we're going to get nasty. We're going to get nasty. Boy, every time I hear that word nasty. You know, I used to believe that women were the greater of the two sexes. They were, they were, they were the better of the two uh, they were congenial. They were uh, polite. Uh, they were respectful. Uh, and now women get to be just as disgusting, just as perverted, just as gross. Uh, to quote uh, uh, your, the, the leader of the resistance, just as nasty as men can be. When did that change that, uh, that we're not supposed to be like other people? When did it change that if someone's mean to us, we're supposed to be kind? Uh, when did it change that even though we keep the law, those that don't keep the law are punished for it? But when did it be okay to break the law because other people break the law? When did it be okay to abuse people because we have been abused? You know, we talk about the drama triangle. You know, the drama triangle, if you don't remember the drama triangle, it's part of transactional analysis. Uh, I think it's Claude Steiner was the one. It's an upside-down triangle. There's the victim on the bottom, and there's the persecutor on the left, and there's a rescuer on the right. And we, we want to help the, anybody that's a victim. I hate to see anybody being abused, taken advantage of. I don't care what their skin color is. I don't care if they're an animal. I, cannot, I, don't, I think one of the worst qualities in life is a human being who treats an animal poorly. Because that animal can't defend itself. It's a, it's a character flaw. It's abusing those that can't take it themselves. Yeah, it might be an animal. But that animal is no different than a child. It's just a creature that cannot defend itself. And I believe that we're supposed to be helping those that can't take care of themselves. We're supposed to be helping. And because of that thing that we're talking about, confusion, we want to help people. But the problem is there's some people that stay in that role of victim, that they never want help, that they only equate their life having value by people paying attention to them. And sometimes the only way people will pay attention to you is if your life is falling apart. I mean, think about this. Who are the kids that get most of the attention in school? They're the bad kids. I mean, maybe the top of the line, maybe the top 1% school valedictorian, people like that, maybe they get attention. But those people doing A work that aren't stand out, that aren't causing problems, that aren't superstars, they're doing a good job, they're doing good work, they're, they're responsible. Most people don't know who they are. But boy, the victim, the one that's acting up, why does that matter? Because any behavior reinforced with a positive outcome will repeat itself. Any behavior reinforced with a positive outcome will repeat itself. And that's why some of us leaders are creating confusion. Because we're rewarding negative behaviors. I mean, I don't care what you think about a Republican or Democrat, but let's just be honest. This whole Judge Kavanaugh thing. You know, he's been up for uh, nominations six different times, six different background checks. It's been going on now for two months that uh, uh, he was nominated to the Supreme Court. The other side, because he's, he's not pro-abortion, uh, doesn't like them because abortion is a law of land. If you don't believe in abortion today, then women don't like you, I guess. I guess the number one right for a woman is to abort that child inside of them. That's the most important thing today. And half of those women are Christians, believers. It's just stunning. I heard Chelsea Clinton say, well, I can't believe we uh, if we get this guy in office, we'll go back to the pre-Roe pre uh, pre, uh, v. Wade days. And how unchristian. She said it would be unchristian for people to not have abortions. It's stunning. Don't you see the confusion out there? And so if good people don't speak up, if people don't remove some of that confusion, 
Now, it's, it's okay to be curious. We should be curious. We should be wanting to learn. But you see, that's what I'm talking about with that, that uh, um, drama triangle. We should want to help people that are struggling. We should want to help. I think we're called to, to help those. We're, we're called to serve the underprivileged, the unserved. That's a good thing. But where the confusion comes in is because on the drama triangle, we enter the drama triangle from different points. But they're all entered through the concept of the victim. And only one of the part is victim. The other side is the persecutor. Don't you see it? Because we go from one to the other. So those of us that have victimized, if we don't process it and deal with it in a healthy way, we the, then we keep our pound of flesh and we want to uh, keep a record of wrong. And now we persecute. And that's what's going on. Now this guy, Kavanaugh, from 40 years ago, has to defend himself what he did in high school, potentially did. Maybe he didn't do it. I'm not saying he did do it. And, wow, I mean, he's been up for two months. There's been a lot going on. And these people could have brought this up a long time ago. Diane Feinstein had this letter three months ago. But now we're going to do this, and if we don't support it, don't agree with it, then we hate women. Then we don't. I mean, it's, do you see how it's confusing? And it's intentional. Because the victim then becomes the persecutor, where now we attack. Or the victim there, because they know what it's like to struggle, they rescue. And rescue sounds like a good thing. This is why you got to know what words mean. But in the drama triangle, the word rescue has to do with doing for somebody else what they can do for themselves. It's kind of like, let's say if you saw a bird want to hatch out of an egg. And you saw that bird was struggling, was really struggling. And so you know if you touch that egg, that it would, you'd put its smell on it, your smell on it. And then the mother would never touch it. So you put on gloves and you get some tweezers. You do double layers to make sure that, that your skin, your smell never gets on that egg. And so you use those, those tweezers and you slowly pull off the shell of that egg, right, to let the bird out. What did you do to that bird? If you don't know, you just made it someone's lunch, breakfast, or dinner, depending on what time of day you did the scenario I just created. Because you see, that bird, that bird gets its strength in its wings by breaking out of the shell. And so is one to run to rescue somebody else that they never learn to grow. I mean, do for them what they can do for themselves. Because, because we feel bad for them. Because maybe we've done something bad. Maybe we've had something bad do, done to us. I'm not saying these are all evil intentions. I truly believe that most people have good intentions. I really do. But they're confused. That's, don't you see how the topic ties into this? They're confused. And why are they confused? Because there's no good examples. Remember, leadership is a loop. It's permission. It's example. It's culture. We give people permission through our actions. That's why in the legal system, they call it precedent. They call it precedent. And some of you need to realize, we are setting a terrible precedent. But if we can not like who was elected and then spend the next four years wanting to undo the election, want to destroy that person, want to destroy anybody that's voted for that person, want to punch them in the face if they wear a hat for the opposing team, want to burn down their house if you disagree with them politically. Don't you see the precedent that's set in? So what happens next time when a Democrat gets elected. So the precedent's set. So now the other side, the losing side, now does everything they can to destroy that person in office. Does everything they can to attack, belittle, besmirch everybody that's on the opposing side. Don't you see, forget politics. Forget who you voted for. What are our kids seeing? What is the confusion? There should be this curiosity in our kids to want to know more. To want to learn more. Why, Daddy? Why, Daddy, did all those people that rally do that? Well, because they voted for somebody else, and they didn't like the outcome, so now they're voicing their opinion. That's okay. But we, when, when we got to dehumanize people and attack them, this Brett Kavanaugh, this guy, now I don't know him, but from all accounts is this decent guy, has two daughters, is a wife. He has all these women around him that he's elevated and poured into. And now he's being called the worst things alive. This is no different than Judge Bork. There's actually a term now, he's being Borked. Kavanaugh's being Borked. How about Clarence Thomas? Here's a black man who can, is at the height of, of society that should be revered. 
But because he thinks differently than the group think, he's attacked and called all kinds of terrible names. When the Black History Museum opened up not too long ago, do you realize that they opened that Black History Museum without not a single thing about Clarence Thomas in it? Why? Because of his conservative views. Because he believes in God. Because he believes in the sanctity of life that a child in a womb should be protected. That he believes what the Bible says about relationships to men and women. That That's weird because that used to be the standard for our country. It used to be we, we take an oath of office on the Bible. We, we go to court and put our hand on the Bible. And now today, if you believe in the Bible, you're a hypocrite. You're a bigot. You're hateful. You're closed-minded. This is a tough conversation, ladies and gentlemen. But we need to have it because it's good to be curious. We want people to be curious. But we're confusing people. And as a leader, Dan, I'm going to ask you, are you living your life in such a way that people are curious and want to be like you? Or are you making them confused where they don't know who they are, why they're here, or what they're supposed to be doing? We'll be back in three minutes. Here's what a pastor from North Carolina who served for 33 years said about Leadership Awakening. If you don't think you need it, you're probably the one that needs it the most. You know, I was one of those, been there, done that, and I've been through some powerful things. Most of them have been ministry-related, and I mean, I'm, I've been in the hearing and in the presence of some of the best speakers about Christian things that the world knows. And I've been encouraged, and I've been excited, and I've been given energy. Honestly, this did something for me that none of those ever did, and I'm not sure ever could, because it presented to me some methodologies and some practical principles that I had never learned. And it has made a tremendous impact on my life. Change the course of your life by attending the next Like It Matters Leadership Awakening in Dallas, Texas, October 11th through the 13th. Go to likeitmatters.net, click on Schedule for Leadership Awakening near you. Leadership Awakening doesn't take applicants, only commitment. Hey, have you heard about the Arctic Spa's Spa Boy? What's that, eh? It's a salt system that monitors itself and chlorinates when the sanitation is low in your hot tub or swim spa, eh? Yeah, Hoser, I talked to a lot of the other guys, and they said that salt stuff doesn't work. Of course they do, because no other spa company can offer anything like it. Like 10 years ago, everyone had some kind of salt system, and they all failed. The difference is that Arctic Spas went back to the drawing board, and now they got a system that really works, eh? Hey, you know, I also heard that if you just fill the tub up with insulation, it's a better way to insulate the spa. Yeah, if that was the best way to do it, wouldn't you fill up your house with insulation, too? If you have the best insulation on the floor, walls, and roof to keep the heat in, that's what's important. Insulation. Like, that's what makes Arctic the most energy-efficient hot tub in the world. Yeah, that's a big statement, eh? It is a pretty great hot tub. Visit Premier Pool and Spa in Chanhassen today and see what makes Arctic so great for Minnesota climates. Premier Pool and Spa, where we take fun seriously. PremierPools.com, eh? Did you know approximately 980 Minnesotans will be diagnosed with pancreatic cancer this year? Only 88 will live to see the year 2022. These are not simply statistics. Every one of those diagnosed represents someone's mother, father, sister, brother, colleague, or friend. Pancreatic cancer is the world's toughest cancer with a five-year survival rate of just 9% in the U.S. The Pancreatic Cancer Action Network is determined to improve patient outcomes today and double survival by 2020. We need your help. We are the only organization with a nationwide grassroots army inspiring over 1 million people to take action and accelerate progress in the fight to end pancreatic cancer. We must do more and demand urgent action to save lives. Find out how you can join the fight by visiting pancan.org. That's P-A-N-C-A-N dot org. Pancan.org. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, Mr. Black. And today we are diving deep. Today we are being a little bit uncomfortable. And ladies and gentlemen, it's okay to be uncomfortable. Used to be days in the world when we used to have deep conversations, real conversations. There's a book out there called Crucial Conversations. You know, I remember uh, um, a long time ago, probably 25 years ago, I was uh, um, uh, worked for this company where I was just learning this training, and there was a group of couples uh, that me and my first wife Kim uh, hung out with, 
uh, and they were passing out this book called Crucial Conversations, and they were so big on it, so big on it, and, you know, I'm a pretty open guy, and uh, my marriage was struggling a little bit. I'm open with my struggles. I don't need to be anybody's God. I got one, and I'm not him, and so... uh, I remember they were passing out this book, which, by the way, I never read. I, I passed it out to people, and I've talked about it. I've scanned it. But uh, I'll never forget, within a year, I just won't forget this, within a year of that diet, all three of those groups, two of them were divorced, and one was going through a divorce. Absolutely. Now, my wife and I, Kim and I, got divorced eventually, but it was ironic because all these people talk about these crucial conversations, and we used to have deep conversations, but we don't have conversation more. Because if you disagree with someone or if you agree on the other side, then you're going to be destroyed. Actually, only one side does this. Uh, I'm more of a conservative. Uh, You know, I I voted different than some of you out there. Uh, You know, I'm a deplorable. I get it. I'm an uneducated white person. I get it. But we used to talk about this stuff, you know, where we can use logic and reason and, and talk to each other. Now we destroy each other. And that's what I'm saying, you know, with the kids, that we got to start getting curious. It's one thing to be curious, but it's not okay to be confused because confusion is shutting people down. We're natural-born procrastinators. And today I'm really bringing up that question, you know, confusion or curious. And, you know, I was looking at this, uh, what was it, this story about writing. And it talks about, you know, one of the rules is you never want to confuse the reader. And this was a book, uh, this was an article about rewrite, reward, or rework. But it's li- I liked it because it, it addressed curiosity versus confusion. And it, this was from uh, Rebecca Luella Miller blog. And it says, these two points are, in, are these two points in opposition? She's talking about confusion uh, and curious as they appear to be. And she says, I don't think so. She says, I think there's a huge difference between being confused and being curious. The best story piques a reader's interest. I don't think that will happen successfully if the writer gives too much information. Neither do I think will it happen if a reader is confused. Maybe one way to look at the topic is to consider what causes confusion. And there's talk about writing here. First, writers muddle readers with conflicting facts or details. Don't you hear it? And that's kind of what some of the things I've talked about early on that some of you felt so uncomfortable with. And by the way, it's okay to be uncomfortable. You know where we grow? Outside of our comfort zone. Our comfort zones are stale and stagnant. We don't grow. That was the whole point of sending people to the university in the old days. A university was about considering all different ideas, all different aspects. So someone get educated in lots of different ways to think and then let them make their own choices. But today there's only one way to think. I always say that there's only one drug that's illegal on a college campus today, and that's testosterone. Because men are evil. Uh, and uh, and all men are evil. That's just stuff. And all white people do this. I mean, if I was to say all black people did this or all women did this, I would be called a sexist, misogynist. But if I say all white people do this, I'm cool with that. All men are that's okay. If I attack a Muslim or I attack a, you know something like that, then I'm I'm a terrible, hateful guy. But the world is okay with attacking Christians, calling Christians hateful, bitter. Don't you see how people can be confused? What makes people confused? Well, the, in writing, it talks about uh, first writers muddle readers with conflicting facts or details. You don't see the confliction of facts and details in the in the world we live in. It says right here, if the heroine of a of a of a book is afraid of heights then she shouldn't volunteer to scale a ladder to retrieve the ball. Confusion also results from improper motivation. When the reader isn't given enough information to understand why a character is acting as he is. Third, readers can be confused when the writer does not ground the story in concrete. In other words, in facts. And even though this article comes from uh, about writing, it is so true. We want to create a, a curiousness. And inquisitiveness. We want people to learn. That's why we have universe supposed to have universities so people can go out there and learn different ideas. And now if you don't have group think, if you don't think like everybody else, then they shut you down. Come on, people, we're better than this. It's time to step up. See, here's the difference confusion and and uh, a curiosity. Think about this. Let me just map out how your brain works. Remember your brain is six times faster than we can talk. So something gets your attention. 
whatever it is. There's a stimulus. You know, in the study of transactional analysis, there's a stimulus and a response. The stimulus does not dictate the response. The mind is six times faster than we can talk. And so what happens is something gets our attention. There's a stimulus. Someone says something or does something. And then we automatically go to our three channels. We see something internally. We say something or remember something internally someone said to us. Or we feel something internally. And by the way, a lot of this is based on our past. And then based on that, we respond. But you got to get this. Something happens. It gets our attention. And then we have a feeling. We have a saying. We have whatever it is. That feeling is a narrative, an explanation. And what's the difference between confusion and curiosity is, what is the narrative? What is the explanation? That's what the difference is. The difference is not in the per- it's how that person who's on the receiving end, how do they explain it to themselves? What is the narrative? Because it truly is the narrative. It's what we do in between, the space in between stimulus and response. That is the key. That's why in the study of transactional analysis, I, lo- I like to go to logotherapy and Dr. Viktor Frankl. Because he says between the stimulus and the response, there is a space. And in that space is your power. It's your freedom. And in that space, if you're curious, you're going to be open to taking a look at other ideas. You know, I'm a diehard born-again Christian. But I love to study the Quran. I love to study the Quran Because the Quran tells us so much. I want to be able to talk to everybody. I don't want to discount anybody. I love to talk to my Jewish friends. And honestly, and I love my Jewish brothers and sisters. Uh, our, my faith is a continuation of theirs. But it's a lot easier for me to talk to my Muslim brothers and sisters than it is my Jewish brothers and sisters. I'm not hating anybody. I'm loving them all. Love is a verb. For God so loved the world, he did something about it. See, I'm not confused. And part of the reason why I'm not confused, but I am curious, is because I know those existential questions. Those existential questions, who are you? Why are you here? What's your purpose? If today was your last day on this planet, did it make one bit that you were given the gift of life? See, when you know those exponential questions, I'm sorry, those exponential, those existential questions, then things aren't so confusing. You got to know this. It's like the story of the blind man and the elephant, right? You got to know the story, right? In a distant village a long time ago, there lived six blind men. One day the villager announced, hey, there's an el- the elephant in the village today. Well, they had never seen or felt an elephant before and so decided, even though he would not be able to see it, let us go and feel it anyways. And thus they went down to the village to touch and feel the elephant to learn what the animal was like. And they described as follow because they couldn't see. One said, hey, the elephant is a pillar, said the first man who touched his leg. Oh, no, it's like a rope, argued the second after touching the tail. Oh, no, it's like a thick branch of a tree, the third man spouted after touching the trunk. It's like a big hand fan, said the fourth man, filling the ear. It's like a huge wall, sounded the fifth man who groped the belly. It's like a solid pipe, said the sixth man, with the tusk in his hand. See, they were confused, but they were curious. It was curiosity that brought them to test it, to sample it. But then each one got stuck in their own point of view. See, they all fell into a heated argument as to who was right in describing the big beast, all sticking to their own perception. A wide sage happened to hear the argument, stopped and asked, what's the matter? They said, we cannot agree to what the elephant is like. The wise man then calmly said, each one of you is correct, and each one of you is wrong, because each one of you had only touched a part of the elephant's body. Thus, you only have a partial view of the animal. If you put your partial views together, you will get an idea of what an elephant looks like. And think about that. That's kind of where we're at in life. And is this confusion that causes people to do things that they're not proud of. I mean, how about, I got this article from National Catholic Register, I'm not a Catholic, The Pillars of Unbelief by Karl Marx. Just as we have pillars of Christian faith, the saints, so are there individuals who become pillars of unbelief. Peter Kreeft discusses six modern thinkers with enormous impact on everyday life and with great harm to the Christian mind. Machiavelli, inventor of the new morality, Kant, subjectivizer of truth, Nietzsche, self-proclaimed antichrist, Freud, founder of the sexual revolution, 
Marx, false Moses for the masses, and Seder, apostle of the absurdity. And I think of Karl Marx. You know, Karl Marx was grown up in, I think, in a Jewish family. He was a Jew. His family was, but then he became a born-again Christian at six years old. And because of what he went through in his life, the hypocrisy, the pain, that when he finally met, uh, what was it, Hegel, I think it was? I think it was Hegel. And he wound up writing the Communist Manifesto. Uh, the manifesto was one of the key moments in history, published in 1848, the year of revolution throughout Europe. It's like the Bible, essentially a philosophy of history, past and future. All past history is reduced to class struggle between oppressor and oppressed, master and slave, whether king versus people, priest versus parishioner, guild master versus apprentice, or even husband versus wife and parent versus child. Don't you hear? That's the world we're in right now. We're pitting man against woman with the Me Too movement. Black against white with a racist movement. And it, people are confused. Republican versus Democrat. The resistance versus those who chose to vote properly and elect Trump. We're better than this, ladies and gentlemen. It's time to take our confusion and turn it into curiosity. When I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to St. Louis November 8th through the 10th. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. So you've been exploring solutions for your hair loss. You've seen ads from the national chains. You've researched the alternative products that cost a fortune, but there seem to be no guarantees. So here's good news for you. This is Dennis Prager. Go to INeedMoreHair.com and see what their hair transplant specialists are doing for men and women like you. The consultations are free. Their doctors have given patients in Hollywood and worldwide a full head of hair. They can do the same for you. You'll see a more confident reflection of yourself. In fact, they guarantee your results in writing, and their prices are some of the best in the business, as low as $3 per graft. So stop searching and go to INeedMoreHair.com. You have nothing to lose. Call their office in Egan for your free consultation. I need morehair.com. Experience you can trust, prices you can afford. Get the permanent solution to your hair loss at I need morehair.com. Here's what a pastor from North Carolina who served for 33 years said about leadership awakening. If you don't think you need it, you're probably the one that needs it the most. You know, I was one of those, been there, done that, and I've been through some powerful things. Most of them have been ministry-related, and I mean, I'm, I've been in the hearing and in the presence of some of the best speakers about Christian things that the world knows, and I've been encouraged, and I've been excited, and I've been given energy. Honestly, this did something for me that none of those ever did, and I'm not sure ever could, because it presented to me some methodologies and some practical principles that I had never learned. And it has made a tremendous impact on my life. Change the course of your life by attending the next Like It Matters Leadership Awakening in Richmond, Virginia, August 23rd through the 25th. Go to likeitmatters.net, click on Schedule for Leadership Awakening near you. Leadership Awakening. We don't take applicants, only commitment. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters inspiration, education, and application. Please, if you miss any of this radio show, make sure you go to likeitmattersradio.com. You can listen to this archive message 
uh, in a couple months' worth. Also, you can uh, subscribe now on iTunes to Like It Matters Radio. Just go to iTunes, and every day my radio show will show up in your basket as a podcast form. We are in two local markets, terrestrial markets. We're in the Minneapolis-St. Paul area, AM 1570, Twin Cities Wellness Radio. We play every Monday through Friday from 9 to 10 a.m. Central Standard Time, and we replay from 5 to 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. And we're so blessed to be part of the Praise 95.1 FM, 1260 a.m. in St. Louis, every Monday through Friday from 7 to 8 p.m. on the St. Louis Gospel Experience. Love being a part of that network. Uh, And please, like us on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash L-I-M radio. And today we are talking about curious or confused. You know, confusion can be a state of learning or it confusion can be a state of being stuck, a state of procrastination. It's kind of like the six blind men and the elephant. And I want to share with you a poem about that by John Godfrey Sachs. It says, it was six men of Indistan to learning much inclined who went to see the elephant, though all of them were blind that each by observation might satisfy his mind. The first approached the elephant, and happening to fall against his broad and sturdy side, at once began to bawl. God bless me, but the elephant is nothing but a wall. The second feeling of the tusk cried, Ho! What have we here? So very round and smooth and sharp? To me tis mighty clear. This wonder of an elephant is very like a spear. The third approached the animal, and happening to take the squirming trunk within his hand, I see, quoth he, the elephant is very like a snake. The fourth reached out his eager hand and felt about the knee. What most this wondrous beast is like is mighty plain, quoth he. Tis clear enough the elephant is very like a tree. The fifth, who chanced to touch the ear, said, Even the blindest man can tell what this resembles most. Deny the fact who can. This marvel of an elephant is very much like a fan. The sixth so soon, no sooner had begun about the beast to grope than seizing on the swinging tail that felt within his scope. I see, quoth he, the elephant is very like a rope. And so these men of Indistan disputed loud and long, each in his own opinion, exceeding stiff and strong, though each was partly in the right and all were in the wrong. So oft in theological wars, the disputants I ween, tread on utter ignorance of what each other mean, and prate about the elephant not one of them has seen. You know, ladies and gentlemen, we got to get this. We are all teachers. We're all instructors. You know, leadership's about a model. It's permission, it's example, and it's culture. What permission are you giving people through your actions? What example are you giving people through how you show up? And what culture are you creating for other things to blossom? Because there's way too much confusion out there. Way too much confusion. We are communicators. We are communicating not just through our words, they're only 7%, but also through our actions, through those things we do and those things we don't do. It reminds me of a story about deletions, distortions, and generalizations. You know, as I say all the time, we're all teachers, we're communicators, and it's our job to communicate clearly and to help the next generation, those that choose to follow us, understand what life is like so they're not confused. We want to live our life in a way that there's a curiosity to be more like us, not a confusion of who they're supposed to be. And so the story is about a superintendent. He gave a message to his assistant, the superintendent, about something that was about to take place. And this is what the superintendent told the assistant superintendent. Next Thursday at 10.30 a.m., Haley's Comet will appear over this area. This is an event that occurs only once every 75 years. Call the school principals and have them assemble the teachers and classes on the athletic field and explain this phenomenon to them. If it rains, cancel the day's activities and have the classes meet in the auditorium to see a film about the comet. Now, That's what the assistant superintendent was supposed to tell the principals. But here's how it came out to the principals from the assistant superintendent. By order of the superintendent of schools, next Thursday at 10.30 a.m., Haley's Comet will appear over your athletic field. If it rains, cancel the day's classes 
and report to the auditorium with your teachers and students where you'll be shown films, a phenomenal event that occurs only once every 75 years. Well, now the school principals have this information, and they were supposed to pass that information along to their teachers. So here is what the teachers were told. By the order of the phenomenal superintendent of schools, at 10.30 a.m. next Thursday, Haley's Comet will appear in the auditorium. In case of rain on the athletic field, the superintendent will give another order, something that occurs only once every 75 years. Well, the teachers are now supposed to pass that message along to the students. And here's what the students heard from the teachers. Next Thursday at 10.30 a.m., the superintendent of schools will appear in our auditorium with Haley's Comet, something that occurs every 75 years. If it rains, the superintendent of schools will cancel the comet and have us all meet on a phenomenal athletic field. And so now the students hearing this message went back home to relay that message to their parents. And this is what the message the parents received was. When it rains next Thursday at 10.30 a.m. over the school athletic field, the phenomenal 75-year-old superintendent of schools will cancel all classes, an event which occurs every 75 years, and will appear before the whole school in the auditorium, accompanied by Bill Haley and the Comets. Do you see why people can get confused? See, when we misstate a message, when we don't have a clear vision, and we don't communicate that vision, then it's like message in a bottle. You know that, message in a bottle, message in a bottle. See, we're all leaders, and we got to ask ourselves constantly, what message are we sending? And is the message we're sending, is it creating a curiosity that people want to know more, people want to move in that direction? Or is it creating confusion, and you're just stirring up the anger, the bitterness, the resentment, reinforcing a message that a lot of people have that they don't matter, that they're not good enough, they're not enough. Some people get tired of not being enough, not being good enough, not being tall enough, not being wealthy enough, not being uh, brown enough, not being uh, politically correct enough, not being dot, dot, dot. And you got to get this, ladies and gentlemen, every single one of us is a leader. I don't care what you do for a living, if you have a job at all. We are leaders. The example I used to give is for a while I had, was a single parent. And uh, I would go out with my kids, Faith and Christian, and we'd be at a dinner or somewhere else, and I'd see other kids acting up. And I'd get Faith and Christian's attention. I'd point at those kids. I'd say, if you ever act like that, and Faith would cut me off. It was so uncomfortable. She didn't even want me to finish the words. See, I use those kids as an example of what they should never be like. And I've also been out in situations where I've seen uh, uh, people responding in a great way. I see a, a man loving on his bride of 20, 30, 40, 50 years. I, I hear about these events with these traumatic experiences where there's an active shooter or a traumatic experience and people are noble and, and men put their lives before other people and, and people honor God. And, and when I see that, I go, man, that's how I want to act. Man, that's how I want to treat my bride. Hey, that's how I want to be. That's why I follow the risen Christ. Because he says, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. He said, listen, I gave, the way I live my life, I give you permission to do the same. The way I died, I give you permission to do the same. He gave us permission. He gave us an example. Remember, I am the way. Don't you hear it? I am the example. That's what he's saying. A picture's worth a thousand words. The average human being speaks at 120 to 150 words per minute. If you've listened to the show for a while, you know I can get to 180. One picture is the equivalent of six to eight minutes of nonstop dialogue. See, we give people permission through our actions. The example we set, we don't want to be hypocrites. And so today, when we talk about confused or curious, we got to take a look at ourselves. What message are you sending to people? Are you giving them a clarity? And here's the reason why it's hard for some people to give a clarity. They haven't asked those existential questions. You know, those existential questions are questions that stir us in everything we do. Why do you get up each day, do what you do, go home at night, get up the next day, and do it again and again and again? Why did the God of the universe bring life, breathe life into you? Who are you? Why are you here? What's your purpose? 
Why do you get up each day, do what you do, go home at night, get up the next day, and do it again and again and again? And so what we want to do is we want to create a curiosity in people. We want to live our life in such a way that people are stirred up. They're curious. They say, something's different about you. I don't know what it is, but I want to get to know you. I want to get on that path that you're on. And if you want that, go to likeitmatters.net and let Mr. Black help you. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black, helping you to be more hopeful about your future and reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does. Message and data rates may apply. Please don't text while driving. If you've been in business more than 20 minutes, you've probably printed your logo on all kinds of promotional products. We all know logos work because they're on everything from the top of skyscrapers to the bottom of shoes. Ever wondered why or how to best use your logo to grow your business? Let us show you today for free. We're 4imprint, promotional product experts at your service. We're giving away the latest issue of Amplify, the digital magazine that reveals promotional product success stories absolutely free to everyone who texts WOW11 to 88988. At 4imprint, we make your logo look perfect on thousands of promotional items. With our 100% guarantee, it'll be right the first time, on time, every time. Your free e-magazine will reveal invaluable insights that can attract new customers, build your brand, and grow your business. Get the latest issue of Amplify absolutely free by texting WOW11 to 88988. That's W-O-W-1. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.